Gang, welcome back to the Founders Journal. All you young business minds out there, we are excited to have you here for this week's episode. We got someone who doesn't pay attention to the normal path, she just does her thing. It's impressive to listen to, hopefully you'll get some ideas for yourself. Can't wait for you guys to hear, let's get into it. All right, guys, I'm so excited to be welcoming our guest today. She was born and raised in South Dakota. She dropped out of college after attending the University of Minnesota for a year and a half, has since become the owner of two businesses at the age of 21, and has grown her following of 26,000 followers on her personal Instagram, which helps feed into both of her business accounts. What is up, Ashton? Hi, guys. I'm super excited. Kind of like what we were saying earlier, um, I'm really humbled to be on this podcast, Cindy, I know when you reached out to me and you asked if I would be interested, I went and I listened to all of your guys' podcasts that you had done in the past, and um, I felt like listening to everyone, they just felt like they were such, you know, successful young entrepreneurs, and like we talked about, I constantly feel like I have no idea what I'm doing, and so... I felt really humbled to be on this podcast, and I'm really excited. Yeah, it's okay. I don't think any of us really know what we're doing. We're kind of just trying to yeah, we don't. we're trying to have a community where we can stumble through the motions together. You know what I mean? Maybe learn a thing or two. Literally. All right. So tell us a little bit about your story and your businesses and all that you do. Yeah. So, like you said in the introduction, I currently run two separate businesses. I own and run a photography and videography company. Um, called Ashton Shea Photo and Film. So I do wedding videography and portrait photography, um, as well as I co-own a clothing business that I run online with my aunt called Oak and Opal. Um, so both of these, when I talk about kind of my story, and I thought it was so cool when you reached out to me because I started thinking of, you know, how do I explain this story and how I got there and the steps that it took. And I think so often I got, or I get caught up in, what's happening in the now and like, you know, the success and the errors I'm facing now that I kind of forget to talk about like where I've come and how I got there. And I think that's just as important. And it's kind of nice to have to like take a step back and really think about that. Um, So everything to get to where I am now, it just really happened organically. And it's kind of weird how I had no idea that this is the life I wanted to live. It just kind of happened. Um, So really the starting point, um, I had just graduated high school and I was planning on attending the University of Minnesota in the fall. I was working at my summer job and I was like drawing pictures. It was a really slow day at work. I worked at a tourist attraction in Keystone and I'm like drawing and doodling and I took a picture and I sent it in our family group text and of course my grandma's like sent heart emojis, you know, because grandma's just like hype they hype you up that's what they're there for yeah and so my aunt texted me separately and she was like dude I have this idea let's start a t-shirt company and I was like you're crazy I I'm 18 I know nothing about business I'm so not artistic and she was like no like we can totally do it I um I'll learn photoshop and illustrator and like let's do this thing and so at the time I was obviously in the mindset of like, no, I'm going to college and I wanted to focus on that. And we kind of just pushed it to the side. So I moved to Minneapolis. Um, I went to U of M. I was going to major in psychology, minor in neuroscience. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be um, a psychiatrist or go to med school. 
Um, so I finished out that entire year of college, but at the same time, it was just kind of a conversation between me and Lacey and we were constantly like, we would text about it and, um, it kind of started to be this topic of conversation that we just couldn't get out of our minds. And the more we tried to ignore it, the more we kind of came back to it. And the more we started to do research and we were researching, we were literally watching YouTube videos of like how to run a business, (laughs) like how to start a t-shirt company online. It was like the most basic things. Um, but the more research we did on drop shipping and taxes and marketing and things like that, the more attainable the entire idea um, seemed to be. So I finished my freshman year of college and when I came home that summer, I always say like that summer was kind of the summer that changed everything. And so I we started meeting in person, we ordered t-shirts, we built a website, we really started to go like full on into Okanopal and how we were going to start this business. Um, And at the same time, I in the past had done like videos of my friends in the hills and that was it. That was the only experience I had with photography or videography. But Lacey was like, once we start this business, you can do, you know, pictures and videos of our product and that's how we can market it. So it kind of all came together of we bought or we got all of our shirts we had designed them built our website and the time had come to really like put it out there so all of our friends my mom my grandma my family we went out to the badlands and we shot this video and it was like the first video I had done outside of just like vlogging or family vacations and so we took this video and we that was like the first what I felt was like a professional video and I remember getting done and I was like that was the best day of my entire life like I felt so inspired and so passionate and um we launched the company in September of 2018 so it was my sophomore year of college and we launched the business I think in like the first month we did like ten thousand dollars in sales it was starting to be what I felt like was really successful um And at the same time, after we had launched the business and made it public, there was a girl who had reached out to me and asked if I would film her wedding video. So she was like, I saw your video you did for Okanopal. Um, I would love it if you would film my wedding in December. I literally hadn't, I didn't even remember going to a wedding besides like when I was a kid, let alone filming one professionally. And I had like no reason or right to say yes, but I just felt this urge. I'm like, you know what? you should just say yes. And so at this point, it was like the fall of my sophomore year. Okanopal had just started. I had booked a wedding and I think I was also really struggling being at school. And I think, you know, like we had talked about this earlier. It's like you guys get into, and I know Colin, you had said, it's like you feel so passionate in life sometimes, but then you go to school and it just feels like draining or Yeah, and I know you had mentioned, like, what was the thing you said? I think you were, like, you feel like you're so invested in life when when you're at college, it's like you're just floating or you're not really. Yeah, I mean, for me, this is something I haven't really shared with that many people, but sometimes when I feel like I go to school, I just am floating and I'm just getting through the motions of a classroom instead of, like, when I'm out in the real world, like, somehow I end up meeting these super cool people and just doing, doing life like myself. And, and sometimes I feel like for me personally, I've learned a lot more 
um, through life experiences than sometimes I do a classroom. And I'm not discrediting a classroom in any way. Like I, I still go to college and I think it's, it's an important piece, but hearing why I think you're about to say is a hundred percent true. Yeah. And so I think, I guess college there, that was like the biggest turning point in my career. And it was like that summer leading up to it that like showed my passions. But then it was that, um, the fall of my sophomore year when I started to really, I just felt like I was there, but I didn't know why. And it was like the first time that I started to just feel this. It was like, the only way I know how to describe it is that I felt like I wasn't living in my body. It was like, I was living this different life. It was like my mind and my passions wanted me to be somewhere else. But I was this like college student at a really hard prestigious school. And I was just doing the motions to get by. And I don't even know. It was this weird thing. There was a girl in my sorority actually who had posted a picture on Instagram and it was a quote. It was like a Fitzgerald quote and it said something of, you know, I hope you live the life that you want to. And if not, I hope you have the courage um, to change it. And I remember like seeing this quote in my dorm and just sobbing. And I was like, this isn't where I want to be. And I was this weird, you know, point that I think it was the first time I had admitted to myself that I didn't want to be at school. So then also like what we had talked about is like, you spend your whole life thinking you're going to go to school. It's like, you know, your parents, yeah, your parents instilling you. It's like, okay, well, you're going to, you know, you graduate high school and then you go to college and then you either go to grad school or you're going to the workforce. And like, not only had that mindset been instilled in me, it was like the mindset I personally had for myself. And so I remember when I first admitted it that I didn't know if I wanted to be at school. It was like a shock to me as well. And it was like, I had to shift my whole what I thought my life was going to be like. And it was just scary. I remember thinking of, is this this huge mistake? Is it the right decision to make? Um, But at the end of the day, I started thinking of what I wanted to do and how it was going to get me there. And I felt like being at school was hindering the success that I wanted for myself. And it's like, I wanted to invest all of this time into this business. I wanted to create this business. I wanted to go all in, but I couldn't because I was sitting in a classroom and I always had homework to do. Um, A weird or a funny thing too is like, I think a lot of times people think that I had my life put together when I decided to drop out. It's like I had this picture perfect plan of like, this is what I'm going to do when I drop out. I already made this amount of money, all this stuff. I had never shot anything professionally when I dropped out of school to be a photographer, which is like, it's so weird. All I had done is take like pictures of my friends and like, yeah, I had done like videos, like I was saying of a family vacation. I had never been paid to do a shoot when I dropped out. And I think so many times, like I follow a lot of photographers um, on social media or their blogs and they always talk about like the transition to being, um, having it be a hobby or like part-time to full-time. And they were like, you know, I was booking like X amount of clients. I was making X amount of money. I literally had no idea if it was going to work. I had never been paid to do anything. The wedding that I was, um, had been booked for was that December. And I had dropped out of college before I had ever even filmed a wedding. Um, which is just, it was like, for me personally, it was this huge leap of faith And it was kind of like I was going into the unknown, but I also just knew personally that 
I just had this like weird sense or this drive that it was going to work out. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something to be, there, there's something to be said for that because I feel like a lot of times in life, a lot of people try to have a plan and I don't really think you can plan life. Like, how do you plan for coronavirus? Like, how do you plan for that? Yeah. You literally can't. Literally. Like, I mean, no. it's it's like ridiculous. And so I think what what we kind of said, um, talking earlier about putting one foot in front of the other, it kind of sounds like that's kind of what you did was you kind of just, all right, dropped out of school. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I just am putting one foot in front of the other, in front of the other. And it seemed like it opened up a lot of doors for you. I guess, where did that lead you to now? Yeah. No, 100%. Um, I kind of always talk about too, how there was like, I felt like there was like two parts to my life. It was like everything leading up to dropping out of school and then life after dropping out. And it, it's literally exactly what you said. It was like one step at a time and day by day, I had no idea where it was going to take me. I knew what I wanted to do, but I had no idea how to get there. Um, but I also think when you tell a story, you can't, um, just credit the good times because when I dropped out of school and sometimes, you know, I get all these messages on Instagram of people asking me like, you know, how did you do it? Or how did you know when to drop out of school? And I think it would be um, unfair to not credit the bad times too. And um, I call it like the six month transition period when I dropped out of school. Um, I came home I had shot the wedding in December. It went great. Um, But at this point, it was like I went from being a full-time college student with so much structure to being home with literally absolutely no plan. It's like I didn't know um, what I was going to do. I didn't have anything to do during the day. I didn't have like shoots scheduled or a ton of weddings booked. Um, I would meet with Lacey a few times a week, which kept me busy enough for Oak and Opal. Um... But I didn't really know what I was doing. And that brought like absurd anxiety. And there was a lot of unknowns. And it was this really hard time period of I felt anxious all the time of like, did I make the right decision? And did I totally screw this up? Like, can I be successful? Can I create this life um, that I thought I could? And I just wasn't sure about it. But I just kept trying to like, as cliche as it sounds, like trust the process. And I kept having to just really ground myself in you know, what do you want? And I would write down my goals of like what I want this summer to look like and next summer and the next, you know, five years to look like. Um, so when I came home from school, I, there was a few months where I was also really learning or taking the time to invest in myself. And I was learning camera settings and I was watching YouTube videos about business (laughs) and I was trying to teach myself what I could when it was during a slow time And shortly after that, a photographer in Rapid City had reached out to me. Um, She had seen on social media that I dropped out of school and she was like, hey, she was a wedding photographer and she was like, I need a second shooter this summer. Um, She wanted me to come on and work with her, you know, do office work and do um, videography for some of her brides. And that was like a huge door that opened for me that again, it's like what you said, how you can never expect anything. When I was dropping out of college, I could have never guessed that this photographer was going to reach out to me. Um, so I totally, I give a lot of credit to, um, her name was Katie Reisner and she kind of like invested in me before I felt like maybe other people did. And so 
um, that summer, I started working under Katie. I got a lot of experience of different weddings. I did a ton of weddings with her. I was also working for another videographer in Rapid and also um, still investing in Okanopal. And so at this time, it was like things were starting to feel more comfortable. And I felt like I was starting to learn more. I was um, staying more busy. I was doing more shoots in the summer. Um, and that kind of set me up for success. But it was like this weird time period of not knowing what I was doing and, you know, trying to figure that out. Yeah. And I think that's probably a, a really good piece of advice for a lot of people is what I'm taking from you, Ashton, is you really, a lot of people when they're starting a business, look at, okay, here's the start and there's the end of where I want to be. And they, you hear all the time when you're younger, you know, enjoy the journey, but I don't really think you know what that means because you're always looking at like the end goal. So I think like what you're saying, putting one foot in front of the other and letting just kind of things take care of themselves with time, you know, letting, Mm -hmm. letting, letting those doors open and be patient, making a decision and see what happens next. I mean, that's going to lead you to your end goal and on your path more so than you can't just go right from the get go all the way to the end goal. Just, I mean, if you do, then God bless you. I don't know how you did it. Yeah, no. And it's another funny thing when, um, you know, so many times in business you talk about like, here's how you start and you know, here's this end goal. And something that's so weird that I, I think about all the time is like when during all these hard times or being at college or trying to figure this all out, it's like you have this end goal. I didn't even really know what my end goal was, but I was like, I want to be a photographer. I want to be a videographer and I want to run Okanopal. And that was like the three things I wanted to do. And I remember it was like the middle of the school year. Um, I had been out of school for probably like eight months. Um, I was sitting in a coffee shop and I was like penciling in dates and, you know, I was booking all of these senior sessions and couple sessions and I was booking weddings for the next summer and I was like holy cow you know and at what point is it like you got there or you made it and I remember sitting there thinking it's like I had been so stressed out this entire time of like how do I make this life happen and like how do I do this and how do I make this work and then it was like one day I just sat down and I was like I am doing this full-time like this is my life and this is my career and there wasn't this like big oh, this was the exact day I knew I made it, you know? And it's like, it's this constant growth and it's like there's ups and there's downs and um, I obviously want to get a lot further than where I'm at now, but it doesn't discredit where I was before. And I never felt like there was this one day I did it full time and I think that was this weird kind of like mindset shift for me because it was like I was so stressed out about how I was going to get to where I wanted to be that I like failed to notice that I was kind of already there. That's so cool. Yeah, growth is so important to recognize, especially when you're like setting all these goals of where you want to be. And I think it's so cool hearing about all like the experiences and people and how they've played into like your journey to like get you where you are today. I mean, thinking about like if you didn't get asked by those like uh, photographers and rapid to like yeah. shoot with them like it's crazy to think like your growth like where would you have been you know no 100 percent. so you talk about like you before that you didn't have that much experience with like filming and getting into that so how did you establish your business and gain the experience you needed um if you haven't done anything like that before yeah um 
I think really one of the biggest things, and it's also, it's so awkward to talk about. I hate talking about Instagram followers. I just think it's such like a, it's a weird conversation. And I think it sounds like materialistic sometimes. And I don't talk about it that often. Um, But I remember one time after I had came home from school, there was um, kind of like a young entrepreneur in Rapid who I had met with over coffee who made a comment of, and this is still like kind of during what I call the transition time, had made a comment of, you know, whether you know it or not, you've built this personal brand, you know, for as long as before you even knew it. And, you know, he kind of was referring to like building my Instagram or like the following on that was kind of like building a brand for myself. You know, I would post um, videos of my friends in national parks or family vacations. And that kind of set the bar for like maybe what I believed in or what my brand was or what my passions were. Um, and I think that kind of made it more legit to people. And I still think that having that following from the beginning, and I never knew why I had followers. Like when people would ask, I literally had no idea. I used to have like really messy hair in high school. And that was like, I used to think that was why. Um, but when people would ask, I literally had no idea, but I always felt like I knew it was a platform for something. And whether I knew it at the time or not, I felt like that was one of the initial things where I was like, I have this following base and I want to use it, whether that's to promote a business or to spread awareness or whatever the case was. Um, I think that's kind of what really put me out there from the beginning. And so then when I started Okanopal and I started my photography business, I had a platform to share that on. And that really helped set me up for success. And then um, along with that, I think I learned like 80% of what I know about photography on YouTube. And I think when I came home from school, like I never took photography and I never took a photography class. I never took a business class. Um, and a lot of it on the business side is trial and error. I literally have to like Google things all the time. I'm like, how do I pay taxes? <laughs> like, how do I, yeah. you know, there's so much that you don't know. Um, but you learn as you go. And um, yeah, it was kind of like getting out there and shooting more and really taking the slow times to educate myself or teach myself as much as I could to be able to carry that on. Yeah, talking about like YouTube and learning your skill, I mean, with video editing, I know there's like a bunch of learning that is involved in that. So how did you learn to like add your own personal twist to things? I feel like in video work and just like any creative outlet, it's so easy to copy others like Mm -hmm. unintentionally. So how did you like, did you create your own like video like filters? I know they're called like LUTs, right? Yeah, And like, how did you like grow in all that stuff? Yeah. To, like, have it be your own brand, you know, like, unique to you. So, I don't really know. Again, I feel like it all kind of just happened how it did. Um, The first videos I'd ever taken were um, of, like, my friends in the Badlands. I remember I took one when I was home for Christmas break, and it was, like, a montage of videos of when I came home from school, and I think what set the bar for that as well is I didn't necessarily have the best college experience and not that it wasn't great for what it was. I like met amazing people, but it all goes down. I wasn't supposed to be there. And so when I came home from school, my freshman year, it was Christmas break and it was like one of the first times being around my family and I was just like super emotional and 
really happy and like such like totally cherished those moments more so than I did before I'd gone to school and I just wanted to like video everything and I was like videoing my cousins opening up presents on Christmas and um you know my friends in the car like things that seemed so small but seemed so big to me at the time and I put it together to this video it was like to a Lumineer song and so many people um who commented on it or like my mom's friends were like it just there's so much emotion in it or you capture like the small details or you know like you can watch a video and be like oh yeah I got super hyped up and like inspired by that or that music video was so cool but I feel like my videos have always been really emotion driven and I'm like a pretty emotional person to begin with and so I really like you know the small details and I think um you know what sets maybe my wedding videos apart is like I watched so many that are just like you know this is how the day went it was very black and white like them getting ready or them but I like the small moments of like you know the the dad and the first look and crying and like I guess what I would say my like touch on videos or my style of video is um I just like when things are really emotional and you can like feel a video or you watch it and you like feel like you're there or you cry for a wedding couple that you don't even know you know versus there's a different style of you know some people make like highlight reels of sports or concerts that are just like really hype you up and get you going but I think I guess my touch on things or the videos I like to create the most are ones that have meaning behind them for sure I mean like I think that's what a lot of video and photo people say is just like pour your own emotions into them and you get a good mm-hmm. product on the backside. How many weddings do you shoot like a year? Um, so this is kind of a cool little um, landmark, I would say. So my first summer that I came home when I was working under Katie, I was doing wedding videos for her. So like for her clients and for her brides. Um, my first summer I did three wedding videos on my own and I was like holy crap you know three people like I'm making it big time and I felt like it was just I couldn't believe that three people would want to hire me and then come this summer I already have 23 weddings booked which is when I think of like full-time I would say I want to do anywhere from like 17 to 25 weddings um which is really cool another um, kind of like something that I feel like is really inspiring or like for myself or that I have to remind myself a lot of the times to like put things into perspective was, um, last summer I wrote a five-year plan and I had these goals that I wanted to complete in five years. You know, it was like to make X amount of money in my business. Um, I wanted to be a travel photographer and do things um, more remote. I didn't want to be stuck in rapid, but, you know, I made a list of four different things and two of them on my five-year plan was I wanted to film an international wedding and I wanted to shoot a wedding in a national park and I'm doing both of those this summer. So my first year doing it full-time, that I'm shooting a, a wedding and yeah, so, so I'm shooting impressive. a wedding in Belize in November and I'm shooting a wedding in Moab in July. And I feel like for me, I like set these expectations and I think writing goals is really huge but for me to see it on paper that like the title literally says in five years I want to do this and doing that my first summer of doing it full-time was like really 
like put it into perspective for me you know that it was it just felt really real and it felt and it just motivates me that if I could do that in one year like all of the things that I can do in the next three or five years Mm-hmm. I think that's really motivating too, just to anyone listening. Like, I like Colin and I were talking about goal setting last night on our Friday mm-hmm. Fun Recap yeah. of just how important it is to set goals because when it's on paper and you see it every day, you're like, okay, that's right. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. It so, seems so much more like attainable that way. Yeah, exactly. So I know you said you invest like 60% of your time into like Ash and Shea photo film, yep. but jumping to your other business, Oak and Opal. Um, which literally is the cutest clothes ever, like the shirts. Um, Can you explain your drop shipping process to people? I think that's really unique um, because some people decide to like straight out buy the apparel and then some decide to do drop shipping and then where you see your business, that business of yours going in the future. Yeah, 100%. Um, So when me and Lacey started talking about Oak and Opal and, you know, like I was saying, it seemed so out of reach and it felt like it wasn't, um, it just seemed like we had no, there's no realm for me in my mind. So like, I was like, I don't understand how we're going to do that. It seemed like this huge daunting task. And the more we started researching, um, really Lacey was like sending me these podcasts of, you know, this is what, how this person opened up a business. And that's when we came, became familiar with, um, drop shipping. And so really, for people who don't know, when you drop ship, you have a supplier. So we linked um, Shopify and Printful together. And so when a customer places an order on our website, it goes through Shopify and then it gets sent and Printful fulfills it. Um, they have a um, like a big warehouse or a yeah, supplier who they then um, print the shirt, they package it and they ship it for us. And so... It definitely, it costs us more to do that. So to make a shirt um, versus like buying a really cheap shirt and printing it yourself, it's obviously more cost efficient. Um, It costed us more, but it just seemed to us to be more beneficial. And so um, at the beginning of our business, we had absolutely no idea. Like we could have sold one shirt, we could have sold 500 and we didn't have a realm of um, what the numbers would be. And the benefit of drop shipping is that you don't have to invest a ton to begin with. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars on a printer or buy all this inventory that you aren't sure you're going to sell. It just seemed like a really safe option. And so we didn't have to keep any inventory. Um, and so we felt like drop shipping was what was best for us. And since then, we actually have done a few a few of our designs we have printed and we've bought inventory Um and we've printed them locally in Sioux Falls by an all-women's um, printing company, which is super cool. Um, and we shipped those on our own. But like I was saying to you guys is that I love Oak and Opal. And it's like this huge part of my life. And I'm really like protective and proud of the business and what it's become. Um, but to be able to, if we're going to ship and print and do all of that stuff, it has to be your 100% full-time job. And like I was saying, it's kind of 60-40, and I think that's for Lacey as well. Um, You know, she's a mom, and she has her own business as well. And so we've tried to figure out how we could run it and not necessarily be there all the time or spend as much time um, doing it, which is, you know, what what dropshipping did for us. Um, As far as the future in Okanopal, 
me and Lacey, we talk about it all the time and we're like constantly bouncing ideas back and forth. You know, we've discussed, do we want to open up a store and have a storefront? Um, we wanted to add maybe like home goods or essential oils or, um, different kinds of clothing. Um, another thing that we've, you know, we've touched base on is starting, um, maybe a podcast of like our journey. And so then it's like, someone can go and they can listen to it or let's say or if it's like an online workshop of this is how we started a business this is how we created an LLC this is how we pay our sales tax this is how we do you know all this stuff and me and Lacey are like the biggest proponents of you know like I said earlier we have absolutely no idea what we're doing and so we just want to be like more honest in our business and I think being relatable and being raw is a really cool aspect of business and that could be maybe one area or one way that we take it in the future. Yeah, I think being honest with anything in business, I mean, people talk about how important ethics are like often and Mm -hmm. and you probably don't even realize how important they are until you get into running your own show um, about Mm -hmm. being transparent and, you know, your values bleeding into your business and whatnot. But I got a kind of a a funny question. What what does a guy like me, what kind of a shirt does a guy like me wear from Oak and Opal? Oh my gosh. Okay. So Saturdays are for the boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah literally. Yeah, okay. okay. We get questions about this a lot. People are like, are you going to make like men's apparel or things like that? You know, technically all of our t-shirts are on um, unisex tees. And so boys can wear them. I have some of my guy friends from South Dakota have like the send it shirt or the Saturdays are for the boys. You know, a lot of them are, they can be worn. Um, kind of the two things that we really like honed or like hone in on on Oak and Opal or we really focus on is, you know, the environment and women's rights and feminists. And that's like two things me and Lacey are super passionate about. And so then it's like, you know, on our, on our website, it says, I think the tagline is like, um, worn by or designed by girls who get shit done, worn by, worn by girls who get shit done. So obviously it's like, it's not as welcoming for boys. But they're unisex. Also, a funny story is that... I mean, I um, like to get shit done. I mean... Yeah. And, you know, I have... One of my guy friends um, owns a Girl Power t-shirt and wears it all the time. And I think it is so cool. If you're a boy and you rep Girl Power, that's, like, the coolest thing ever. So, really, you could wear any of our shirts. Yeah, you send me a a Girl Power shirt and I'll rep it for you. And you'll wear it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's a good thing. I think everyone should rep Girl Power. And I think it's so awesome when guys are like that as well yeah sweet well wrapping this up um one last question we try to always end with is like what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone starting out um that like you wish you knew yeah um I feel like I've kind of touched on it throughout this entire podcast but it's like the two things that you know whether I wish I would have known or that I think are so important Um, the first one is about college and I get so many questions about that all the time. Like I get DMs on Instagram of people saying like, I'm really torn and I don't know if this is what I want to do. And, um, I've been there before and it's like the scariest thing in the world to go against the stigma that everyone else in society has put in place. And I think dropping out of college is, it comes off as so taboo and I wish when I was going through all of this, that I would have had someone who could have told me that, you know, 
it's okay if you don't get a degree. And for some people, that's not the path that you're supposed to be on. And for me, it took like, you know, like taking a step back and thinking of um, the life I wanted to create and how I was going to get there. And for me, college was hindering that experience and not excelling it. And so I think that's just really important. And if someone is struggling with those same things that um, just really put into perspective, if you feel like it's part of your plan and if it's not, then it's okay. And um, another like really important piece of advice, I remember my aunt telling me when I was like so stressed out about, you know, dropping out of school, she was like, whatever you do, like nothing you do is permanent. And that was so important to me because I just had this mindset of like, what if I drop out? And it's like the biggest mistake. And I like totally screw up my entire life. And she was like, nothing you do is permanent. You could come home for a semester and then realize you made like, it wasn't the right decision and go back to school, get a degree. Like nothing in your life is unreversible. I mean, obviously there are things that are, (laughs) you can't reverse, but in terms of, you know, college, it was like, had I came home and it didn't work out, it was definitely something that I could have still um, gone back to school and done. And I wish that I would have known that because at the time it felt so big and so scary and so uncertain. And so just like listen to your mind and your heart and you know what's best for you better than anyone else does. And you can't let other people's like opinions define that. Um, and then the second thing is I say it all the time, but I truthfully feel like 98% of my life, I have absolutely no idea what the hell I'm doing. And I think from the outside in people like starting a business seems so scary. And, you know, there's so many people who are so artistic and they're so creative and they're so driven. And so many people in this world could easily start a business or be a young entrepreneur, but they feel like, you know, I need to do this before I can start a business. You know, I need to have a business degree. I need to know how to do all this stuff. I need to like know everything before you start. And we're like, almost two years into a business that every single day I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing and so I think just not having the pressure that you have to know everything and also you know what we got or Colin we kind of talked about this or with Sydney you as well um is that like when you run a business it's almost like people put you on this pedestal and like it's so humbling and you know you guys both know how that is is people are like oh my god that's so cool you do that and it's humbling but at the same time for us it's like it's really cool but I don't necessarily feel like I deserve to be on that pedestal all the time like yeah, I, I mean don't... we're just the same we're just the same people as anyone else we're just yeah it's literally no different no and so 100%. I think sometimes there's this like idea that you have to you know be the best artist or the best photographer or the best at whatever you do to start a business. And it really just takes the time and the having the passion to put in the time. And you just, you don't have to know everything. I know nothing. I've, I'm like the, I literally know nothing. And I wish some people could see that because I think people believe that I know everything and I don't. Well, hey, we're just all learning along the way. And, uh, literally. It's part of the process. Absolutely. And and me and Sid want to thank you for coming on today. Yes, thank you so much. And helping us learn about learning nothing, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) I love it. It's like the best slogan ever. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Founders Journal. Do us a favor. Go like our Instagram page. Maybe give us a follow. Let us know what you guys want to listen to next. We have tons of cool stuff coming out in the next couple weeks. It'll hopefully help you continue to 
think about some ideas that you can make money um, right now, have an extra stream of income, whatever it may be. There's tons of cool ways to make money out there. And we hope this is what this podcast is portraying. See you guys next Monday. Peace out.